Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's our first special episode. Our 10th episode celebration of bonus material Brooke. that's right you guys statistically most podcasts that are out there in the world don't get past two to three episodes guys we did 10 and we're celebrating it with leftover clips and funny moments of us blathering on for too long but we think it's quality content oh my god we have so much extra good footage we thought we'd just pack it up in a nice little doggy bag and send you home with it so get ready for some extras Good morning, all. Or good afternoon. Good afternoon. Mm. Or good evening. We're starting a little late. Good good day. Good day, mate. Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm Brooke Van Poplin. Jocelyn Hughes. Kyle June Williams. Andrea Wallace will be your server. I, I like that you are developing and hanging on to a tag. I love it. It's <laughs> Can I get perfect. you started with a drink? Can I get you started with an app? Can you get thirsty? What are we in the mood for? Sparkling or still? Mm, so good. And I love when you feel like such a plebe when you're like, faucet water, please. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Free or kind. LA's finest. River water, mm. por favor. This place is oh known for its great faucet water. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they advertise. If today uh, was like a mood, if we were going to describe today's mood uh, via a drink, aside from faucet water, does any does anything come to mind right Martini. now? Martini! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dogs were being a-holes, uh, which is about to drive Jocelyn to drink, even though she is over two months sober. Uh, my dogs will do that to you. We've been cooped up in the rain for one straight week. No, I was just feeling your stress because you. I used to have two dogs before my dog died. Do you guys know my dog died in September? <gasps> uh, my dog Jonesy. died. My 13-year-old husband, love of my life. Um, and I remember that stressful feeling when the dogs are just staring at you. They follow you every step you make in the apartment. They follow you they're right on your heels and you get to this point where you're just like get away from me get away from me what do you want yeah what do you want <laughs> speak damn you it's tough because it's like i think we're also all absolutely shaking off the fun of the holidays and it's been a it's been a tough re-entry back into life personally andrea and i just got back well i and Brian. We went to yeah, and Brian. the three of us went to Hawaii with a few other folks. Just Jocelyn the three of us. It's just the three of us. <laughs> I love tagging along with Brian and Andrea. Third will uh Luau. Super romantic. Super romantic. But it was. I don't care. I had romance. I proposed to Brooke I know. in front of a beautiful view and she said, Yes, we're getting married. We're getting oh, I married. Saw that. It was beautiful. Brian blessed, blessed us. Yeah, he so. was like, take her. It's a rough, it's a rough re-entry when you've let yourself uh 
kind of decompress from all that. And there's just so much to be angry about always. Always. It's like that, you know, any kind of space movie where they're like going into the atmosphere and it's like, go, 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 and they like get knocked down. It's like <laughs> that's just life. You just see water and then all of a sudden floating. it's just like beautiful vastness, and yeah. you can see the earth from high above. That's what we're going through right now. <laughs> it makes a noise like this when you break through this. It goes boom. Yeah, and then you're like, it's like oh. and then you reconnect with your dad. And We've then all seen like cars a, a, you start yeah. canvassing. You if we're the only ones out there, then what a waste of space. Right. I just want to interject bad wild male energy in the universe this week i don't know if i shared this with you if i texted you this oh, so boy. i was uh yeah you did oh god just oh, going boy. to get going to get my uh, my grocery run at whole foods and i always curse myself for going to whole foods i go just because it's the closest option mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i do that and put all my groceries in the trunk and decide I'm going to just take a, a can and an empty bag and, and whatever out of my car and go back up to the entrance of Whole Foods because I'm parked right there. And right as everyone's coming in and out, I, I lean over like kind of awkwardly because I was talking to Julian on the phone. So I've got my head clamped down this way. And so I'm kind of T-Rexing mm-hmm. like the garbage into the can. So I'm bent over and I was like, why is this guy so close to me on the other side of the garbage can? Like... He's being really aggressive with the way he's throwing out garbage, which I didn't even like that. <laughs> and then it was just dong, full, exposed penis in my face. Whoa. And then he was like, now the cops see you, bitch. Now you're on camera, bitch. And I was like, is that a penis? Like the reaction, the reaction time, because you're like, in what world? I am recycling and now there's a dick in my face. Like what? You just don't. And as much as I'm like, I'm ready to stab people and call them out right. and call out culture. And we do not, this just feeds back into when you victim blame people, when this shit happens to you, you have no, like your reaction time is so odd. You're like, what are my choices here? So I started yelling and I it's was like, it's not a fight or flight. It's you cannot not- fight a grown man physically. You know, there is a different reaction in your body. You as a female or a like a smaller person, when you're looking at a bigger physical person who has bad intentions, bad energy. Oh, and he was on drugs, and, and he was yeah, aggressive, and it's and unstable. He had white and dreads, white dreads. And yeah, and so, but then I started to make a lot of noise, and I was like, "Oh my god, gross!" I was like, "Get away from me!" And there were grown delivery men standing right behind him, within earshot, but his back and his bare dick was not present to them. And then he kind of started to yell at me, and he's like, "I heard you on your phone saying I don't have a dick," and I was just like, "What? What?" And so I start looking at everyone. Oh, that guy just assaulted me. He whipped his dick out. I was like, "I don't know this man." And everyone at Whole Foods stared at me like I was crazy. Neither of the grown men um, made even a blip to ask if I was okay to do anything about him. Like, I could not have been more ignored, period. We really have to get away from the crazy woman shit. Right. Because women actually have such heightened intuition because we we are able to have children. Yes. That females have a different set of intuitive... Um, I don't know, traits. Like when we sense something, this isn't about being crazy. It's about 
knowing a feeling we've been taught our whole our lives to ignore these feelings and our feelings are always right yes like th- that's what pisses me off but Remember that happened to me in Brooklyn? I was walking home. I had to close down that bar. Mm. And I was walking home. It was like 2 in the morning. And some dude heard my clickety-clack coming down the sidewalk. And he waited in a parking spot that was open. So I was on the sidewalk. And as I didn't see him, because he was like hiding behind cars, like like where parallel parked cars are. And he was had his dick in his hand. And he was jerking off. And he wanted me to see him. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, you know, kind of a exhibitionist you know nightmare person but when you see Uh, like a louis ck minus the jokes to me i was just like wow not one of you gonna ask if i'm okay or want to talk to someone in the store or whatever and you're just so dazed that i didn't even stop to realize like yeah i should have called the police and been like that's what that guy looked like and whatever but you you literally just are like what was that and then you want to get away because not only did that just happen to you no one gave a shit yeah and you, uh, but even the police least. have this sense of you overreacting because like i was in new york three different times yeah. at the same yeah. subway stop this dude in a track suit would wait until you like i saw it three times wait until you got on the train sat down wait till you looked up and he would stand on the tracks and drop his pants <sighs> And God. just start jerking off, God. staring at you. And I literally gave the cops a detailed description of what this man looked like, the subway stop that he was at, the time of night that he was there continuously. And they just bas- they basically were like, "We'll we'll we'll look into it, ma'am." But it's since he didn't, inf- he didn't. Uh, it's it's you know your word against his at the long run because uh, there's mm. there's no um, there's no cameras. Right. And I was just like, "Cool, thank and you for making me feel helpless." I know because I think the other thing too is we all it's and we'll get we'll get into. And you wish you could just karate chop the dong. I was working a brunch shift and we, in the walk-in, there's, uh, they would put like, you know, they have um, containers for all the different sauces and and, um, produce and things like that. And this girl that I was working with, Muriel, who is an amazing human, um, like tripped on the... uh, the ladder in there because it was super greasy and pulled down an entire vat of Bordelais sauce, uh. which just, first of all, makes you smell like meat for the mm. rest of your life. And it went everywhere, like all over the walk and all over her. And it just into every sort of nook and cranny and crevice. It was gross. I know something gross you can get on yourself where the smell doesn't come off. <laughs> oh, okay. So when we were in Hawaii, oh. we got up early one day, our big adventure day. We got up early to watch the sunrise uh, and we landed on this beach on the, on the east side of the island. And I'm like, oh man, what a beautiful morning it was. Oh, sorry. What a beautiful morning it was. Uh, I have to sneeze. What a beautiful morning it was that morning in Hawaii. And the first thing I spot is a a coconut on the beach. I see a coconut with its hair all over it. And I'm like, oh, give me that. And I start pulling the hair off of it. And I give it a shake. And I can hear the sweet, sweet liquid inside of it. And I'm like, hey, guys. And, you know, I've, I, a small crowd has gathered around me at this point, a.k.a. the people I'm there with. And I'm like, look, it's here. And I go and I, I hit it on a... <laughs> Just a piece of wood and it splits open, which should be a, a sign that something is not right. And um, everybody's like, whoa, cool, Andrew is strong. And I do it again and it sprays and everybody's like, all right, Andrew, cool out. And then I'm like, here we go, this sweet, sweet deliciousness. And I put my finger down 
into the coconut milk and I bring it up to put on my tongue. And as I do that, like this, the most, one of the, the most disgusting smells of my entire life, like hits me. And then I like touch the coconut milk to my tongue. And it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever tasted. And I like Brooks on me. I like turn around and bolted. She like ran into the ocean. My water. Yeah, yeah. Something that's hanging out in the hot, hot sun all day. Seaside. I was so scared that I was going to smell like rotten coconut death all day long. I like, I like thoroughly scrubbed and cleansed my hands and I kept sniffing my hands. Like it was something that, because there was no going back. We were like on a journey all day long. It was like, cool. You're going to smell like rotten coconut. You dumb, dumb. And like everybody else is going to have to suffer with you because you're an adventurous shit wad and you think that you're, this is fun and you're in Hawaii, but you've done it. You've really done it now, Andrea. Um, turns out. After her, I literally, I like scrubbed my hands kind of raw <laughs> with sand and seawater. And like, and once we got to this coffee shop, I really washed my hands. The smell went away. My, and it was like some of the biggest relief I've ever had all over my body. Well, I'm not relieved. Now I'm traumatized. Do you guys want to hear about a good story about a dishwasher? Yes. yes. So. It's a total conspiracy theory. I have, this is not based in fact, or there is no proof to this whatsoever. I had a dishwasher. He was an older gentleman, probably in his 60s. And he showed up one day and he wanted a job and we gave him a job. And he came to work on time, on the dot, and he left work on time, on the dot. And the place was spotless all the time. And he just showed up and he just worked, 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 worked. He didn't really talk to anybody. But he would always wear like a little like baseball hat and he had like those like half smoked glasses, you know, like real like transition kind of, but like, but like, like a real like Paul Newman in the color of money kind of like, you know, uh like faded. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you kind of couldn't ever see his eyes, but you knew he was in there. And all he would do is listen to like nationalist political radio from Mexico and I became convinced that he was hiding out in my dish pit where no one could see him. And he was made to disappear. And he was literally just hiding out in there because he never did anything wrong and everything was always perfect. But he was always listening to this like political radio and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, he's like a sleeper cell. And he's listening for like the trigger word in the radio broadcast that's going to activate him. And there's going to be a day where Mario's just not going to come to work. Because he's been activated. And sure as shit, he comes to work one day and he's like, okay, I know more job. I go to Mexico now. And he's like, next week I'm leaving. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like that was it. Like you, there was no, there was no conversation. There was nothing. And I was like, She's oh my like, God, I was right. You do you. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's a contract killer. That's what this guy's main job is. And he got activated and now he has to go to Mexico. I'm convinced that I was like totally. I think you're right. I was totally correct. Well, because in this. you do your okay. Because you know what, contract killers, not messy people. No, not okay? at all. There's a reason that that was a spotless kitchen yeah. because you can't leave uh, details and sure. drops and you know. Yeah, I do wonder spots on your glasses. How many guns were like duct taped under things in that restaurant while he was working there, though. Wait, that I had put there no, or that, that they had brought? That or on his person, <laughs> on his person. I love that because also you do the job perfectly no reason to bring attention to you no one can say exactly anything other than great thank you for the job well done yeah yeah so i'm i'm totally convinced that my my theory is correct update 
my husband, who has also been a guest on the podcast and had a great time. Thank you guys for having him. He's, he's a general a manager guest. and he's, he's has free. lots of stories. He's free. That's another, that's a part two. Um, he, did you hear always, that? No, he got out of Jameson's almost yeah, like within gone. a week of what's the episode. What's going on now? Posting. Just take a break. I want to know what's happening. He's, <laughs> he's loving his life. We are so happy. I feel like I have a partner again. My God. Um, we he never has dinner. to go back down to Hollywood Boulevard again. Yes. And it's a wonderful feeling. I have to tell you, no mess freaks have slapped him. No one's pulled his hair. No one's um, called him Mr. Manager Man and tried to spit at him. No one shot at him. No one's been stabbed or cut it with a machete. So pretty much, it's a it's a back sunny day. Norms. It's back to norms it's in the Barbara Wolfuck household. My first job, I was. It was the concessions for, um, like. This theater, and I mean, as a high schooler, it's fine. I got to bring a, any person into a movie anytime I wanted. Free popcorn, That's a small huge soda. In like, the high school world, like That's it was, huge. I was the man. But this, the GM, and I mean, in concessions, you're doing hospitality, and you you should always lead them. And this guy was just, he's a big jerk. And like the only way I survived is I met this kid Michael Menendez on the and we literally to this day like. 15 years later we just made this joke because we were taking out garbage we would be like he's like give me that garbage get out of here I'm, i'll take it you just get out of here and we were like oh my gosh we're like high schoolers and so we made up this story that he ate all the garbage <laughs> and so we'd always be like <laughs> i'm sorry i can't even do it after all these we're like we would do impressions and be like we'd see each other be like oh hey you have any more garbage like are you are you going to take are you going to eat all that i mean uh take all that garbage out like we would just do these weird and it got us through the shift cuz he's so awful yeah, he'd so come in and he'd scream at us like you guys need to make sure that you're you know there's this, this popcorn's not buttered he'd leave and be like also, uh, if you have a spare chance, like uh, I need all the garbage in my office. Stat. I need to. I, uh, someone lost something. I just need to make. And we just make this up for hours, dying. It's the only laughing. way to get through sometimes. And yeah, and he of course got fired. And then we had the best manager ever come in, and it was like night and day. And you know, she was so sweet. And you know, we were always with her. We were always just like, uh, "Do you have any more garbage?" Do you? <laughs> I just, I just took it. <laughs> Well, Trout, I mean, this was like, Brandon, we were, I mean, this was when all of our friends who now everyone is like, acts like such a fucking saint. Everyone's like, oh, I maybe smoke a little weed and just yes. go to bed now. No, this is when everyone was, there was full no bed. fledged, just ripping it in the streets of Brooklyn oh, and drunk New York. all the time. So wasted. Always drunk. I and- was prom drunk. Literally every night of the week, I was drunk as if I had just gone to prom and had seven bottles of like Boone's in someone's station wagon and had like thrown my underpants at the DJ every night. That was a Monday. And then I was like, work, schmirk. I don't want to go in. And we'd go to work and start drinking at Trout, too. I mean, we had a rule where it was kind of like, can you guys at least wait till the sun goes down to be visibly drunk? Yeah, that's fair. Um, fair, right? I think so. You know, but they blasted the music so loud. You were serving people bullshit deep fried food in plastic baskets. Yep. So it's not like they were expecting much from you. They were like, no. keep the drinks coming. Keep our fucking corn dogs and calamari coming. Brandy had a birthday party there, which oh I remember. God, I remember that. I pretty much almost broke both of my wrists. Oh uh, my I was so trashed. And I was like, Brandy, look at me. Because they're... <laughs> 
because there was this like sort of ramp coming down to the middle of the bar and I don't know why what possessed me but I kind of planked I planked on the bar like I laid you know parallel with it and I forgot but I was, I was so tanked that I just completely lost my balance and basically log rolled like four rotations straight onto the ground and, and then like but I got up, I was like, I'm fine. And then <laughs> next morning, like, my wrists are broken. Oh, um, my God. And that was me. May have been on the job. May have been, May no, have been I, on the job. I think I was, no, I think it was out partying with you guys. But we got so much free booze when we'd go in. Yeah, we didn't pay. That's the thing is we spent what so much money. What time would your shift end there? Like midnight, kitchen would close and you guys would be done? Or did you have to like No, the out? kitchen was up until 2. Oh, and so then, you'd like and work till 2 and then would do party till 4. Drinks yeah. till 4. And well, then, then we would go to five, the boat uh, and uh, then the we'd boat. go to the after hours. For the 6 a.m. And bar? get locked in. There was a bar called The Boat on Smith Street, an infamous dump that I miss. And when you're like living that life. And, and again, like I say, like I didn't even do drugs. I stayed awake on the sheer will of all the alcohol and sugar that was coursing through mm-hmm. my body, I'm sure. And like dirt and it's bag. cold and yeah. you stay awake. I dirt was bartender. Drugs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brandy was definitely on drugs. A lot of drugs. Um, a lot of drugs. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I fell asleep definitely on, on the couch there. Uh, at the 6 a.m. bar and probably got up at like 8.30 in the morning just like, row, you know? Oh, yeah. Just like, I better go home and I would ride home in my Schwinn really drunk. That's right, you had your bike. And my bike, but... My so the play, this place was just fucking chaos. And to be honest, when we would be off and come in to drink, like, we were honestly their worst customers. They'd yes, be like, oh, we God, allowed. here they come. We were allowed somehow, which is, like, crazy. <laughs> like, I think back sometimes to, like, why they went out of business. I'm like, because all of the staff drank all of the alcohol. Yeah, I worked at a job like that. We were drunk all the time. Like, you guys roll up, and they'd be, like, a slow motion walk up, and, like, an ACDC song would start playing. Oh yeah. yeah. And everybody would be like, run for it. <laughs> but it, it was only on, like, like the, the oldest person in charge was, like, 35. Yes. You know? So, if. like. If. if like it was like Jay and Kevin, yeah, um, two bartenders who decided did to you start a bar. Like, get in not a good trouble idea. For, like being too drunk. No, there? Um, not no. really, because usually our bosses were drunker than us, oh or doing blowing rails in the bathroom. Yeah, you know. So yeah, no, we were actually pretty well contained. I got in trouble. Oh, is for this th- one the throwing? For throwing a drink at a customer. <laughs> oh, um, my God. That's such a fucking Brooke move, too. <laughs> but can I say something? Brooke had the, the spine to take action against a turd. And these two, these two, one of the people was the owner, and then there was, like, his pet bartender who he had a big boy crush on, who <laughs> is a joke. And they were, like, complaining convetching oh this guy's such a turd oh this guy's such a turd and brooke was like yeah oh because he was a mustachioed hipster and we yes. hadn't really quite because they the were hipsters of- right please <laughs> please so brooke well the one guy was bald and always had a hat on so he was like hat fishing like in a in a pseudo kangle so i don't know what the hell he was talking about <laughs> i think he was born bald right and then the other one had like a bad like rusted root um bowl cut that he wore headbands to hold back like girls exercise headbands so i don't know what they were talking about but anyway brooke brooke was like these guys were railing on this other guy these two losers and brooke was like yeah and she i think you hit your beer i did this i I aimed i was not facing them and i (laughs) i aimed 
Like, so I had the one drink in my hand, I and then I, I hit it like a volleyball over my head, and then <laughs> I spiked it. <laughs> he spiked it. I was working, by the way. Yeah. And uh, just, just hear like thunk, splash, 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 and then like ice, and then I just hear someone go, "What the fuck?" And then he goes, "Someone threw a drink at me," and then they were like, "It was that girl." And then she's like smiling. And then because everyone's a knucklehead and no one was in charge, there was the bartender who I loved, who was a creep, but Kenny, who was a firefighter Mm -hmm. and then would bartend on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so these guys are like, that fucking chick that works here threw a drink at me. And then Kenny's all broken. He's like, what are you going to do about it? Were you going to complain about? And so he like big dog them into shutting up. He's like, they were all like, get out of here, mustache freaks. Take it back to Williamsburg. That's what happens. You get drinks thrown at you. And I suffered no consequences other than them kind of being like, Brooke. Oh, yeah. They were like, Brooke got really wild. I was like, you mean like you all talk about doing, but she actually did something? (laughs) I think the thing I realized now is like I was good. Even when I was bad, I was still good at my job. And now in L.A., everyone acts like you're lucky if they wait on you. It's crazy. Oh, and I know people who uh, they have people that work for them that as work as assistants or stuff. And it's just so many of them are living up to a certain millennial stereotype that I won't throw about because I feel like, I feel like I was a a jerk in my twenties a lot of times and very uh, uh, entitled. I'm an only child, you know, but it's just this thing of, of look, if, if I got called out, like, are you hung over? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like I would admit it. Yeah. But like a lot of these, a lot of these kids, it's like, they'll, they show up late and like, why are you late? Just like, and they just wait for you to stop talking to them. Like, can this moment just pass? (laughs) And it's like, whoa, like life is not, I didn't just send you a text that you're ignoring. I'm looking at you waiting for you to talk to me, you know? And I feel like, of course, it's probably the same in the restaurant business where someone's just like, yeah, they didn't get their food, but like, I'm so tired. (laughs) And like, like, <laughs> ha- that person's real. That person has to be a person. Well, it's like just, the don't go to Salazar. The, the yeah, smart- just never go to Salazar. Yeah. Like the smartphone in general, like like servers being on their phones, like like people you're waiting on being on their phones. It's just like mm-hmm. it throws a big shitty wrench into like the whole experience. I got such uh, – when I found out – like, you know, like Fury Road where um, Charlize <laughs> Theron is like there is a place that is green. And I know it from my childhood. I'm going to go back. And it's mostly ladies. And it's just, fuck these dudes. You know, it's just like she had this thing in her mind. I feel like I had a similar feeling when I found found out about cafes in France where they have a device that shuts off all phones within like a 30 feet radius. Wow. And I was like, yes, that is that. We need that. We need that. And they've tried to introduce it here, but the, the cell lobbies are so strong. They put it in everyone's head. It's just like, if you do that, Someone will steal your children right then, <laughs> wherever they are. It's going to happen. You know, just it's scare tactics, and it gets shut down every time. As if before we had phones, we were murdering ourselves right. somehow. But it's right. just and like the worst thing could happen yeah. if you don't have your phone I, for. I five feel minutes. like if I have, if I own my little whatever, my little barbecue business or whatever it is, you know, I don't care. Is that I, the dream? It's either that or handbags, um, <laughs> or barbecue handbags. Um, no, just whatever it is. If it's like, it's like, if it's the size of this living room and you come in and you're shopping or whatever, I turn my, if I have my thing on, it's my business. Yeah. I get to do that. Yes. You know? And, but somehow it's, 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 it, you can't legally mandate it in our country, you know, which I just, I just, it's that thing where it's like in France, they have that shit. And that is awesome. <laughs>
I've never dipped my com- my my pen in company ink. When I was a server, I never. I mean, as a homosexual male, sex is like it's one of my things. You know what I mean? Like I'm good sure, at. It. Sure. I'm good at two yeah. things, right? Running a bar is the other know. one. And the thing is, is like, I, but I've never been like, ooh, like I'm going to have sex with this person. I'm going to have to work with for the rest of my life. And for me, in a, in a place where I, I employ people, I'm always just like. Don't let me find out, like, because yeah. there's no separation. You, no one is good at having sex with their coworker. No one is no. good at Mm-mm. it. So my thing is always like, do your thing, but I just need to know which one of you is going to be leaving, leaving our business. Right. It right, doesn't right. matter to me. Just work it out amongst yourselves. I just want to know which one of you would like to work here and which one of you doesn't. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't need to know the details. It's in my handbook. It's one of my only rules. Like, sorry, like you can work here. You can both be happily married. I'll go to your wedding. I'll. I'll cater it. I don't care. But like, that's how we met. It's not happening. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I am the, the epitome of nepotism. Like if I know you, you can get a job. Like it doesn't matter to me, but it's just like, you're not, you can't, you can't do it with each other. Right. It's my only weird rule just because it never goes right. Yeah. It's, it's just, a mess. it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm just like, I can't do it. I have to side with someone. What was the latest soft serve experience you had? Like what time was it? Oh, I got one uh, the morning we got disembarked. So, so you've been up all night long at that point? I had I slept for a few hours. I woke up the next morning. I ran and grabbed an omelet, and then I finished with an ice cream. Oh, my God. I love you. Love your dairy. I mean, she is oh in on the nog, gosh. key lime pie, and now strawberry soft vanilla serve. soft serve. Especially good soft it's serve is so a very special thing. Delicious. When you at your disposal. Did we not have a cottage cheese discussion as well? Oh, I love, oh, yeah, I love cottage cheese. Put that on our list. I love cottage mm-hmm. cheese. I'm a cottage cheese fan. I we're, do. We're going to keep a running list of Kyle's creamy delights. Mm. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now, wait. That leads me to what I wanted to walk in here and oh, ask you guys. Please. Who had the audacity to name their restaurant the Creamy Spoon? I don't know. Listen, I drive oh. right by. <laughs> Zero interest. No thank you. Not going in there. This is going to be a whole episode unto itself to talk about, like, shitty restaurant names like if you, you guys know the coffee shop in Burbank called Romancing the Bean yes right? yes it's called Romancing the Bean oh, it's like a clitoral reference I'm saying, no it's from Romancing the Stone it's from Romancing the Stone I don't know, the Kathleen I know. Turner. yes it is it's a movie Do you know with the owners? Turner okay so anyone who owns Romancing the Stone is dude oh, okay well <laughs> I've never I, seen it ladies ladies <laughs> We're in a Whoa. fight. Oh my God. They fists are raised. I well, they're punching in the air like 1920s sailors. I thought it was a gem of a name. I was like, oh, it bothers me. Well, okay. So I do have a theory that anyone who is a business owner that is a purveyor of beads or beans is a naming asshole. We've yeah. had this discussion so many times. Just beat it. Um, Come over to my neighborhood. The store is just called Beads. <laughs> B-E-A-D-S. That's it. Keep it simple, folks. Kiss. We've got one other uh, headline that uh, actually happened within the past few weeks that I love. I thought this was in New York City, not California. The uh, guy trapped in the grease duct. This was California? I totally thought this was a New York City story. Mm. You want to handle this, Kyle? Uh, Yeah. Give us the gist, yeah. Uh, so a man in California was found and was very lucky to be alive because he was trapped in a grease duck in a Chinese restaurant. Um, he was actually trying to break into the restaurant through the oh. vent and he got stuck inside, um, and, and the grease and the dirt 
and everything sort of like melded his body into like he could he kept sliding downwards um and he was there for two days and uh this uh, this is a great line um if if it wasn't for a neighbor who finally heard the desperate cries of the lubricated lug. He probably would have died there and gone into history as one of the dumbest criminals in all the land. And it took uh, firefighters um, hours to get him out. Let me just tell you, old grease, mm. like sitting oh. grease smells. It's one of the worst smells you can ever smell. And every time Gordon Ramsay goes into a kitchen, whatever, nightmare kitchen, he whatever he does, he's always like, Look at this grace. This is a fire hazard. You're going to kill people. I'm terrible accent. And it's but putrid. Oh my god! I if I squinted him. my eyes, I thought I saw him right in front of me. Right. Well, anytime you, Wait, you know, is he our guest today? Is yes, he, he in is. here? Is he? He's, he's in your Gordon kitchen, rifling around. Ramsey ready to? If he was here, I would turn into a pool of grease myself. Do you have uh, some longtime servers and bartenders on your staff? Yeah, yeah. There's people that have been there um, before. I got there. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, have any of them sure. been shot? Um, no, there, I do have a bar. My, my longest running bartender, and he's been a longtime LA bartender uh, and server for twenty or twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. He's worked like everywhere in Los Angeles, and he's seen it all. So he's he's like my main guy. That when I'm not there, he's helping out, and he closes most nights. So mm-hmm. that also is unfortunate because four days a week he's closing. So all the bad shit when I'm not there always happens on his shift. So I feel bad for him sometimes. But every day, like I'll read it and be like, well, and then like the notes will be like, well, such and such and such and such and such and bang bang, <laughs> such and such and such and such and such. He has a knife. Uh, dab, like dab. it's just you know seriously. Like there was a guy that that barricaded the door with a shopping cart and was like. Like brandishing a a big ass knife and was like threatening people, so he, like that happened on his shift, of course, you know. And yet, and yet he still comes to work all the time. So you literally work at Roadhouse. Oh yeah, for sure. It's the double douche. Guys, thanks for listening to our first ever kind of special content episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with our classic daily serving of uh, news headlines, restaurant shenanigans, and a fun interview. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you'd be so kind, please um, rate and review and subscribe.